Sound for Thought, an interview-style podcast produced by Redefining Records that uncovers the motivations behind why musicians and music creatives decide to dedicate so much of their life to making music. I am your dedicated host, Andrew Schultz. And basically, the format of this show is pretty basic, and it'll probably change a bunch over time, so I won't waste too much time explaining it, but there are a few things you need to know. The first is that Before each interview, we'll listen to an original track produced by our guest, and then I'll ask them a bunch of super deep questions about their musical experiences in life and a whole bunch of other super interesting things, and then at the end of the podcast, we'll listen to another one of their tracks, hopefully now with a new perspective on who they are and why they do what they do, and they'll have shared a bunch of super dark secrets with you. So even if you don't like their music, you can at least sympathize with how crazy they are, and all the problems that they have. So, um, one other thing you do need to know is that in order to keep this show less about my own personal taste in music and more about discovery for you and for me, I'll finish each interview by asking our guests to call out a couple of other suggestions for future interviews. And that'll also make my life way easier in terms of scheduling this podcast. So, it's going to be awesome for you and for me. And let's get into it. Our first guest is definitely, without a doubt, the worst basketball player in the world. And sadly, that is like the biggest insult I can give him. He's just an all-around good guy who's good at almost everything he does. He is a fellow contributor to Redefining Records. He is my former roommate. He is my former bandmate. He is my former co-worker and still sort of a current co-worker part-time. And he is really just my current old pal. His name is Aiden Danzi. You know him, you love him, or you don't know him, and you have no idea what he does. And in which case, you're in the right place. So he's here to talk about his most current musical project, which goes by the name The Judd Zingle Project. And yes, there is a pretty funny story behind that name, and more than a few funny stories behind this guy, but I'll let him explain all that in the interview. First, please enjoy this original track by the boy wonder himself. This one's called Downtown Swing. Don't take this serious. It's not meant to be taken.
Here we are, Mr. Zingle Project. Senor Zingle. Yes. Should I call you Judd? You can call me Judd. Or should I call you by your actual name? Either of the two. Either of the two. Well, I'm you just going to call, call me Aiden Zingle. Aiden or, Zingle. Or Judd Danzy. All right, so this is the first podcast. And yes. First podcast. Regardless of the fact that we're close friends, it's going to be awkward at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So... Instead of trying to make it natural with some sort of funny, natural-sounding mm-hmm. conversation, I'm just going to start off with a scripted question. Sounds good. Script away. And then hopefully that'll just get our minds moving properly. Yep. Okay, so... I'm ready for that. We'll start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. As all good stories do, what are your childhood musical experiences? What did you grow up listening to in the house? What did your parents play? Nice. Okay, I can get into I can get into story time with this question. Um, so, first off, I feel I feel lucky that I grew up in like a fairly music centric family. Uh, my mom and dad always had music playing at dinner and after work. Um, yeah, both my mom and dad are super into music. Especially my dad, I share similar musical interests with him today. How I got into starting to play music and how I got into playing guitar um, was watching Spongebob. Are you familiar with Spongebob? Um, Why don't you explain what Spongebob is for all the listeners? Uh, Yeah, so Spongebob is the the fish show about an underwater sponge. Anyways, um, yeah, you guys will have to check it out. Really cool stuff. Sounds weird. (laughs) I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, But SpongeBob the movie actually Uh, introduced me to guitar playing. Yeah. And I will preface this entire podcast by saying you've probably heard a lot of these stories given I've told you a lot of stories of everything. So, oh, you mean me? Yeah, I, I'm talking Andrew, to you. As in I'm the talking host. to Andrew, the host. Not the listeners. I was yes. like, how would anyone have possibly know, heard any I of know. your stories yet? I will preface it with yeah. some of these stories will be repeating. However, SpongeBob the movie, the very last scene, there's an epic rock show where SpongeBob and Patrick are in a band and they're mm-hmm. rock stars and they're just shredding. Mm-hmm. And it's like an epic, just like over the top, rock and roll show I and they, the they have yeah they have um i'd re-watch that scene over and over they had um can you they say had, it for us a little bit you can do the I, I actually don't recall. i'm a goofy goober rock oh da, that da, was definitely yeah that's it, right? yeah that's it that's it that's um and during that song they have um a few little clips of an actual guitarist just like yeah absurdly just shredding on just, guitar just yeah. and i was i was just like oh this is this is so cool like i you know i would just emulate that and so that was kind of my first like motivation like oh man i, I want to like shred like spongebob i want to shred like this guy shred like SpongeBob. Um, that's the name of your next single exactly that's yeah that's a good one and yeah from there um yeah i really wanted a guitar i wanted to get into it Got a guitar for my birthday or Christmas and got involved in guitar lessons. Nice. Um, went to this place in Dana Point called Dan Man's. It was an awesome, it was a super awesome music school. Shout, um, out. shout out to Dan Man's. Yeah, they were super cool. Um, so got involved playing guitar lessons there. And um it was super cool because I could I could try a bunch of different instruments. I could I took a few piano lessons, I took a few drum lessons, a few vocal lessons, and so it was awesome. Yeah, it was super awesome. Um, so I did that for a while, um, just kind of learning how to play mm-hmm. a few different instruments. What kind of music did you? Did they teach? Did they teach you? I mean, like I yeah. remember when I first started taking lessons, I had to start. I didn't have to, but I went to a classical guitar teacher. 
and I had yeah, to play some lame so freaking green sleeves over and <laughs> yeah. over again. And I eventually made my way to finding rock lessons. Uh, yeah. But did you start with classical or what was the path? Um, so what was really cool about this place was that you did not start with classical music. Because to be honest, what nine-year-old kid wants to learn classic guitar? You know, they want to learn how to shred on like their favorite Green Day song or something, which was exactly what they did there, which was awesome. It was, it was the best approach to music because first lesson, they were like, give me a song that you really like. And Mm -hmm. then they, you know, they taught me the basics of that song. So you went home just stoked, you know, you knew a song, you knew a song by the time you left your first lesson. So that was kind of their approach. Like the first, you know, few years there, it was just learning chords and, uh, just learning how to play, you know, whatever I was kind of into at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also had, um, like, band camps and, oh, nice. and little, like... Uh, little camp rock action. Little camp rock action. I did that for a few summers. Um, and then they had little shows and recitals and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, I still have some embarrassing videos on YouTube of mm. me um, playing various covers mm. with a guitar that's larger than me. Yeah, they so, usually aren't uh, the beginning, uh, unless you get one of those like, specially made kids. Guitars. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, great experience. Awesome, super cool going to Dan Man's. And then fast forward a few years to high school, got involved with jazz band in high school. Yeah. So therefore I was just super yes cool. Record. Yeah, I made no jazz records. But yeah, jazz band, man, would, a, would another... Jazz band was not so good at the time. Did not was, really enjoy that. That's what I was going to ask. I'm um, like, did you actually feel good about it? Because I imagine everybody on jazz band was just like, oh, uh, like. It was, yeah, kind like, of. In um, retrospect, it's awesome. I wish I would have done jazz band. Exactly. But at the yep. time, there's no way you could have convinced me to do jazz band. In retrospect, now that I think of it, I wish I took it more seriously and was into it. But at the time, I definitely was not. I did it because I didn't play a sport in high school. I, I rocked PE. And I was like, I got, I, I want to do something. I was like, figured, you know, the only kind of guitar class you could take was um, jazz band. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was in that, yeah, for three years. Definitely did not enjoy it that much. Um, however, it did like teach me a lot of awesome things, a lot of just awesome chord progressions. And I think definitely just helped my overall like skill set with, with playing guitar and whatnot. Um, and yeah, so I did that for three years and I guess we can fast forward into college. I mean, unless you want to share some embarrassing high school stories. Uh, I, uh, I think I have a few. I mean, we had to in uh, in jazz band. We had to uh, we had to rock these really embarrassing, like bright blue kind of fake cheap suits to all of our recitals. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. A few good stories. I can see um, myself and. Uh, my buddy, you know, this guy, Sami. Sami was also a jazz band. Shout out to Sami. Um, he may actually listen to this. Yeah, he probably will be the first listener. You might be the only listener. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let us know how we're doing, Exactly, Sami. yeah. You've got yeah, if you're out there, yeah. Fellow podcaster right there. Sami um, was in jazz band with me for a few years. And uh, that was like my, my only friend in jazz band. It, um, and so him and I have some funny stories. We, we went to a... Uh, a jazz competition they would have competitions at various high schools and whatnot and uh, they give you this book of sheet music which believe it or not is actually like super expensive sheet music you know yeah um and we forgot our entire book of sheet music at one of these schools and came back and you know at the start of each class every person would get their um respective sheet music book you know one for mm-hmm. trumpet one for bass one for drums and the guitar one was just not there and we were like oh shit like what do we do so we went as long as we could without so you just played it we from memory play, we just, like a pro exactly we just we just like played as much as we could without it until it finally came up and then mr wade um who was an awesome was an awesome teacher like super good um trumpet player 
and just would get fed up with us all the time for for good reasons. You know, he was dealing with a bunch of yeah sure. high school yeah. musicians. But uh, yeah, he got super pissed, and we had to uh, rightfully so. We had to. Um, You're a horrible pay, person. We had to pay for that. How much? I think it was like all together. It was probably like a hundred dollars worth of that's, sheet music. Um, that's a big hit and, for yeah, high school students. Exactly. Another kind of funny thing about jazz band was one of the reasons we did not like it, it was because I guess at that point we didn't. We didn't really understand like jazz music at all, too. And, you know, we wanted to, you know, have guitar be, you know, fairly prominent in, no, in no, the no, sound, no. You're, yeah. you know, the sound of all these songs. Yes. And um, that ain't how it goes. And Mr. Wade, our, our teacher, was always telling the guitars, oh, it's, it's really good. It's really good. He was a British guy, mm. um, and he was like, "Oh, it's really good. Just uh, just turn down the guitar a little bit. Just turn it down. Just a little bit." And more. we're like, just, "All right." Just a little I bit mean, more. that kind of sucks, but we'll just all yeah, exactly. Literally, so we would turn it down until it, the amp was basically just the gain knob was set zero, mm-hmm. and uh, it was funny because like Sami and I would look at each other and just start playing just random chords, and then Mr. Wade would look at us and be like, "Oh." Oh, perfect, perfect. perfect. Yeah. Like, you guys are killing it. That's awesome. And we're just playing, like, nothing. Mm. <laughs> so, that was Jazz Band. Um, best of times, worst of times, high school days. High school you know days is a trip. So, anyways, that is a long response to your question. No, that was good. I don't think you're done yet because, well, I guess yeah, we could just leave. We can continue on. That was kind of well, like early music, yes, early I mean, music influences. It was um, supposed to trigger just a long conversation yeah, of about course. how you got to where you're at. And so we fast forward now to the college days. To the college days. Where he met me <laughs> and his life changed forever <laughs> in the yes. worst of ways. I, uh, so, so you tell the story. I guess I'll tell the story. Um, fast Not forward. about how we met, but yeah. about your musical experience yeah, in college, exactly. which involves me. Um, funny enough, I didn't. I never thought, like, I never necessarily wanted to be in a band. I remember that. In, I remember the first college. time we talked about music and talked about maybe jamming. Like, I had yeah, some guitars in my room, exactly. and you like, came over, and we like, you were like, "Oh, I play guitar." Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, really? And, and that was, was kind of like, that was after you were cool guy. I mean, then as soon as I said I play guitar and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, okay, that's well, yeah. cool. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a healthy skeptic in general. You're a healthy skeptic. I, there's very yeah. few I people. That. I mean, I had to work at acquiring you as a, as a bud. Yeah, I'm not one of those people who like instantly clicks with everybody and I know that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, yeah, things come off certain ways, but then like I, I'm better over long term. Exactly. Like getting no, to know somebody. And yeah. Then, yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of people are. Yeah, a lot of people are. Um, yeah, you and I would jam in the dorms and kind of play. I remember playing Cigarette Daydreams. Cigarette Daydreams was one. That was we the first played. song we jammed and we were like, oh, this is, you know, this is fun playing with other people. Yeah, we played Head in the Heart. Kind of remember a couple that. Times. It was that sad song. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. That must have been super funny to look back at. Anyways, yeah, and we jammed a couple riffs that you like came up with, and like we we made small attempts at we at made writing a little exactly, bit of music, but it was never like supposed to be anything at that point. And then, so I guess we kind of decided we wanted to do kind of start a band second year, right? Yeah, we got a we got a place in Isla Vista, good old Isla Vista. Shout out to Isla Vista if you guys are listening. Cocachos, ole, ole, ole. I um, hate myself now. No, they're probably not listening because they're probably all wrecked. <laughs> Nobody who's in Ivy now will listen, but people who were also there at the time hey, yes, might listen. It, might listen. Hopefully. Um, so, yeah, second year, I think we, uh, yeah, we decided we wanted to start a band, started playing more, um, kind of recruited some members. Had some arguments on band names. Uh, yes, had various different members. Discussion. It was. It's crazy to look back on this now that you know our our roommates kind of just let us just take over our entire small living room. Yeah, and I just, mean, whenever and just, we would rehearse. Yeah. No, exactly. But but with a live drum kit, it was just like 
that must have been yeah. so I mean, we loud. We only did it with a live drum set a handful of times. True, yeah. We played a lot in our room with the amps without the drums, which that definitely would have been loud yeah. too. Yeah. But, you know, I think with the live drums in the living room, that only happened yeah. like five, six yeah. times max. But that's funny to think about that. Like we would shit, full, yeah. up, full on like set up everything in the living room. All of our friends were very supportive yeah. of the band. Exactly. Yeah. Which was nice. No matter whether they thought it was awesome or not awesome, they, they put oh, on it. It was good, awesome. Yeah. They knew. <laughs> yeah. We all yeah. knew. Yeah. <laughs> the band name was called Frisian. We played mostly LCD covers. We could have just... We basically were an LCD cover band. Exactly. That's Um, what I was just going to say. You know, in the the long run of things, we could have just gone with that and and have done like a LCD cover band. The thing is, nobody would know the difference anyway. It's like the larger majority of the population of IV didn't know LCD anyway. Yeah, We had close friends, uh, Kevin Cho... Uh, Shout out who to literally K-Cho. thought half of the LCD songs were ours oh, for yeah. like a long time. Yeah, that's so funny. And I, then you had to like break the news to I, him. Yeah. And we're like, oh, like those LCD I, songs. And then he was like, what? I, I actually Frisian songs. Yeah, I actually had a number of friends that did that exact same thing. They were like, oh my god, like I can't believe you guys like made those songs. Like those songs are awesome. And I was like, <laughs> not our songs, but, but thanks. But, thanks. <laughs> but at least we were introducing them. Exactly. Yeah. The glory that is LCD. Exactly. Yeah. Hi James. Um, and yeah, J- <laughs> James Murphy, if you're, if you're listening, <laughs> we still, we're still meaning to send you an email. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. Um, I actually sent him an email. Did you actually send? Him well, an email? I did recently. I, um, I mean, I don't know if it it didn't get to him, mm-hmm. but it was like after I put out my first couple songs, I was like, I'm gonna send it to him and ask for feedback. <laughs> and so I found an email on the DFA he's not a busy website, guy or anything. and it said yeah. James like in the email. <laughs> so I was like, you never know. <laughs> I mean, I knew Probably James at DFA dot. It was something like EDU. that. It was it was something with his name yeah. in it. So I was like, yeah, might, yeah might as well give it a shot. Shoot it out. That's I'm awesome. still waiting. You're still waiting. I have hope. Maybe we can uh, Instagram him or. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's totally on Instagram. Get, give uh, DFA Records a call. I don't even know how much he's like doing involved with the run that of is that true. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he's opening a new coffee shop. Yeah. I think he I went already to had one. He's opening another oh, one. Oh, he's, he's opening another one. I mean, I just one. read it huh. last week that he was opening one, so I think it's got to be a huh. new one. Anyway. Anyway. We were talking about Frisian. Talking about Frisian. That was great. known as Carpet Magic. Yep. Until somebody... Did not like the name Carpet like Magic. The name Carpet Magic. And then we went with Frisian, which... Um, which is not pronounced Frisian. It's called... It's pronounced Frisson. Frisson. It's a French word. F-R-I-S-S-O-N. Nobody would really know how to say it. But once you explained what it meant, people thought it was cool. Yeah. What did it mean, Aiden? It meant the uh, kind of goosebumpy feeling you get when you hear an awesome part of a song. Yeah. So that was what we were going for. Anyways, um, Frisian was awesome. Playing live shows in Isla Vista was super fun. You know, just hooking up an absurd amount of PAs and electronics and guitar amps to one sketchy little outlet in someone's shitty apartment and then just hucking it was pretty awesome. I feel like at the... At the end of those shows that did go well, you just felt like super, super accomplished. I mean, that was the finest stuff we did. Yeah. I mean, and I felt I, I was in a band in high school, so I kind of knew we had to do it because I had a similar experience um, in high school, like planning shows and executing shows and playing shows with, with my high school band. And so I knew I wanted to do it again. And so yeah. I was happy I found you and we put that shit together mm-hmm. because... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, throwing, I mean, it was awesome because it was like, I mean, every time you play a show, you get to have a party, mm-hmm. you get to play music, which is fun with your friends. All your friends are there, drunk, having a good time. Yeah, dancing. whether it goes whether it goes good or bad, you know, everyone's having. I mean, they time. never really went bad. I mean, yeah. things go wrong. Yeah, you know, things went stuff wrong breaks, every single time. People yeah. mess things up in the song. That's guaranteed. Yeah, but the experience outweighs the negatives. Yeah, it was always just like the funniest nights were the show nights. Great times. And we didn't really do that many. We were debatably not very active compared to some other bands. We were kind of in the I, middle I feel like ground. we went through spurts. Yeah, it was spurts. Shout, <laughs> shout, out, shout to, out to uh, Robert. Robert Sandless. Robert new Sandless, band. new group, spurts. Um, anyways, yeah. 
great times. Um, we kind of went through spurts of playing lots of shows in a short amount of time and then not playing any shows for a while, mm-hmm. which was super awesome. Anyways, um, moving on. Next question. Oh, you're just done? I'm, I'm the host. I get to decide oh, yeah. <laughs> when we move to the next question. You don't get to just, like, choose. I, I mean, no, is there I anything mean, else you well, want to I hear? Mean, you, okay, so that was college. We did the band there, and then yeah. we graduate, and the band kind of dissolves because we all go different ways. Yes. And that leads you to now. Yes. And so explain what you're doing now. So what I'm doing now, um, and this kind of goes back to college, I guess, like, my – Junior, senior year, you know, we were playing all of these shows and we started recording things on GarageBand and I slowly got into doing that, just kind of recording and teaching myself how to, how to mix, which was awesome and is still awesome and I'm still learning. But that was kind of the, the start of me trying to um, kind of just record all of my own stuff. So did that, um, I would say, yeah, junior and senior year of um, of Santa Barbara, I was just kind of recording all of my own stuff um, and uh, going under the name The Judd Zingle Project. Why? Um, or do you want to keep it uh, under a no, no, mystery? I, no, no, there's no, there's no like secret story with well, that. Well, I mean, you're about to give the secret story. Yeah, yeah. So, but some people are like, I don't know, it means you could make it, up multiple stories, create a legend, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, tell the story. Uh, it's it's honestly not a very exciting story. You and I, Andrew and myself, were um, setting up for a live a live podcast. Oh, my God. The <laughs> Look old, how far we've come. The old incarnation <laughs> of Sound for Thought. Exactly, um, yeah. Was previously just kind of a random mix mix up of different types of content that we would record but anyway yeah we're trying to do a live episode of a podcast on facebook live yeah facebook live and we were trying to um film it as well so it it was challenging because of that i set up a fake facebook account and named that person judd zingle in order to test out the facebook live settings and all of that so why did you name the facebook page um where does that come so I, I just wanted to make it the most kind of absurd name. Um, you succeeded. I, I remember the last name was Zingle because I'm pretty sure I was like applying to a company at the time. Oh called, yeah, called Zingle. Yeah, Zingle sounds like. A and company. it was a it was a it was a very unique name. It was very weird, and so I I, I paired that with with Judd, and I thought it just sounded Judd? funny. I mean, the only other Judd um, I knew was Judd Apatow. So yeah, it's kind of a unique name. Um, so just threw that up Who's there. Who's a great guy. Big Shout guy out to Judd Apatow. If he's, so if, if you're he's listening, listening. Judd, <laughs> love to work together. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways, um, set that up. And um, our buddy Kevin at the time was introducing, Kevin was on that live podcast. He was introducing um, his friends to me and introduced myself as, as Judd, Judd Zingle. On accident uh, or on purpose? On purpose, just okay. to like, fuck with his friends um and i kind of went along with it and then a few of his buddies we went along with the joke for like a while so it was like months after they were like baffled that my name was judd and they heard everyone calling me aiden and they were like oh i can't i don't know how how did you get the nickname aiden like from from (laughs) judd (laughs) and uh, it was just it was just an absurd joke um so when it came time to name whatever the thing was that I was working on, I you know I just went with that. I thought it was a kind of a fun name. I like it, and that um, kind of leads into another question. It's yes, like, what is it? What is it that you're doing? Is it a band? Are you a solo artist? Are you just a project, as you might yeah. say? I would I would say right now, and this I'm kind of open for it to be, um, you know. I'm definitely open for it to be a band and, and a collaborative process. I just, at this point, haven't had the opportunity to collaborate with too many people. So right now, it's mostly a solo project um, and just kind of my own experimentation with recording and like mixing my own stuff, nice. um, which has been an entire learning process it always on is. its own. So, yeah. So, is... This thing, the Judd Zingle project, is this 
a priority in your life? Is it a hobby? Is it a side hustle? I would say it's a right now it's a prioritized hobby. You know, way it, to dodge the question. It, no, no it, it is, I, I understand. It's a, I'd say it's a pretty good answer. It's, it's it is definitely answer. a a hobby. It's not my my main priority, but um, it's important to you. It's important, and um, not necessarily the Judd Zingle project in particular, but just learning how to get better at recording and mixing my own stuff, mm-hmm. and that has been a super super fun process, and. Um, you know, slowly acquiring a few new fun pieces of gear here and there and learning how to use them and watching endless YouTube videos on mixing practices and and all of that. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a hobby right now. So, but, well, go ahead. But I would love to, you know, I would love to transform it into just playing playing shows because right now I'm just recording all you this in my garage. You want to move into playing more shows. Yes, yeah. Um, nice. Playing more shows, as in playing shows, because <laughs> I have because you have played I haven't bands, played so. really any shows. Well, you played a couple at, in in IV. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With this project, we we did one. I guess really the only show that I've done with the Judd Single Project is basically just a kind of a solo act with our our, our keyboardist uh, Eugene, who is our keyboardist in Frisian. Shout we, out, yeah, Eugene. shout out to Eugene Chang up in SF. Red Sea Turtle. I hope he's doing well. At Red Sea Turtle on Instagram, follow him. Yep, great guy. Um, we put on this pretty epic um, show down at the beach in Isla Vista at this old burned down house. And it's all it's all graffitied up. We we rented generators and lights and all this stuff and lugged it way out to the beach. It was an insane amount of work. Tons of friends helped us out putting it on. And, you know, the... the we thought we'd for sure get shut down with it, but it all ended up all going well. That was a great night. Um, so that was really the only kind of Judd Zingle project show that I've played. But anyways, I would like to, you know, I'd like to meet more people that are that are um, playing music and uh, collaborate. You know, I, I also don't I don't want the project to be just solely my collaboration. I want to mm-hmm. collaborate with more people. And um, start playing gigs here and there, um, but yeah, that is what it is right to now. Nice. What is your favorite song of your own, Ooh. not of other someone else's? Um, the favorite song that you have written. I mean, the ones that I'm currently working on, I'm pretty excited on. Um, but that's kind of a, that's kind that's kind of a, that is kind of a, can you give us a song name then? Yeah. I mean, I can give you, I'll, I'll think of a song. Um, I, I really like, if it's a new um, one, you know, it's funny because when you're working on them, you know, you hear them just way too many times. What's it like listening to your own music? It's cool. And it's not cool at the same time. Um, you get you get really excited on certain things, and the way I look at kind of making music, it's like assembling a massive puzzle of all these different um, components. But there's no like perfect solution to that. And because of that, listening to your own music can sometimes be awesome. You can hear it once and be like, "Oh, everything's working. All all these pieces are fitting together nicely." And then you can come back to it and just be like, "Ah." I really messed up on this part. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. I guess it. I guess it's similar to uh, a lot of different types of art. You yeah, know, that it, is. It's the uh, artist dilemma. You know, just You're being self-critical really... on your your own work. Yeah. Anyways, I um I guess favorite song would be I would say ceiling down I is probably my my favorite because that one took very little work when I when I made that it was literally just like two things it was just a, just a drum machine and a synthesizer and vocals and a little bit of guitar it was very very torn down and I just came up with a few random lyrics and kind of pieced it together and it just came together just really fast and I thought it I thought it worked well um, mm-hmm. and um, kind of transitioning out of that, I recently went into the studio and recorded a few old songs, Ceiling Down being 
one of them. You re-recorded Ceiling Down. I, I re-recorded Ceiling Down. Yeah. That's um, probably my second favorite. Oh, awesome. Nice. Nice. You know my favorite. I know your favorite. That one got yeah. re-recorded also, right? It did not. <laughs> so is it not going to be re-released? It, it, no, I'm, I'm going to re-record that one On for sure. Own. For sure. I'm going to re-record that one. That one, I went into this studio session planning on recording that one. For people yeah. listening, that one is uh, forgetting all my passwords. Yeah. And um, that one is a fun song for sure, but... There was just a lot of parts, and I wanted to be efficient on time when I was in the studio recording. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do something a little simpler. Um, so I went with um, re-recording, Ceiling Down, and Street Walking, which oh. are two songs that I put out a while ago. Street Walking goes yes. way back. Yeah, way back. Actually, the kind of the beginning of that song actually was... Kind of the first time that was actually it's a different first, version, kind of. But oh yeah, it's it's been through many different versions, um, which is fun to just oh, yeah. to uh, switch it up. But the beginnings of that one definitely that was probably the first song I actually figured out. The first song I actually like wrote, start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, your your question was. It was what was your favorite yeah, song? Favorite song. You kind of answered it. Yeah, ceiling, ceiling down. down. Which is funny. Right now. It's funny that what you said, though, because you said part of the reason you liked it so much was because of how quickly it came together, kind of how <laughs> simple it was, and yet you chose to go back and re-record it. Yeah. What's, Which, what's the mentality there? I wanted it to sound a little bit more full. I wanted to record it with live drums. Mm, yeah, okay. Um, and I wanted to add just a few more layers to it, which I'm hoping is going to be... You know, it's going to have a different sound, whether that's for the better or for the worse. I just wanted to switch it up and uh, do something different with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Nice. So I think now we kind of get to the big question of the interview. The main point of where we're heading is is the question is, why are you making music at all? What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> What, what is the point? <laughs> you tell me. Um, That's what I'm trying to find out. Wow. You know, I ask that question to myself every day. What is the point of, of doing anything? I, I think for music, it's like, I think it's cathartic. I think um, nice that word. is definitely um, just I enjoy the process of, of putting things together and something starting from, you know, a small little guitar part or a little drum loop and slowly building different instruments together until like one thing start to finish and also using your influences to intertwine with your songs, I think is a really fun challenge for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Who are those influences? Those influences um, right now, um, I think they're, you know, they're always changing. And it's funny to look back at, at songs that you've made and realize, oh, yeah, I was listening to a lot of this artist at the time. Yeah. Definitely, first one on the list, LCD Sound System. You introduced me to them a while ago. I've been listening to them forever. Their kind of um, take on disco punk, I think, is really awesome. Um, and I think a lot of artists I listen to kind of emulate that style here and there. Um, some artists that I've been listening to recently a lot, um, Metronomy, uh, UK band. That new album actually, just came out, right? Yeah, new album just came out. I've been listening to a lot of them. And then Wunderbar, I've been listening to a lot of them. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I think I switch off between listening to a lot of kind of surf rocky things and then more dancier, repetitive um, sounding, not necessarily house music, but more like, um, I guess, kind of more vibey, um, longer songs. But yeah, th- some of those bands are my influences right now. Good stuff. All right, here's a fun one as we wrap things up. I've got, well, there's one last thing we'll always end with. Uh, yeah. But before we get to that, I, I, want, I kind of want to throw in just a fun question. Mm-hmm is what do you enjoy doing besides music? Oh, nice. What I are like other, you know, Enough, enough music. I like to skateboard. 
in my free time. Mm-hmm. I try to do that a lot as much as I can. I've been doing that for a while as well, so I try to keep up with that. Nice. Yeah. Good hobby. It's a great Good hobby. Good yeah. exercise. Good exercise. I feel like it kind of has similarities with making music. Ooh, do you explain? Um, you know, it's very creative, very individual. You get to kind of come up with your own things and, I guess, express your own style mm. in a way. Yeah. Um, which I think is super important in most things in life, I, th- I think. Words of wisdom on Sound for Thought. Very true. Very you know? true indeed. Style matters. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think there's similarities between skateboarding. you. And music, yeah. Nice. Well, so we're going to always end with this. I want this podcast not to just be an exploration of my own taste. And so the best way I think to accomplish that is to have you, the guest, recommend the next guest. Yeah. And as a fail-safe, we're going to have you say two because people are hard to coordinate with. And these are should be musicians or musical creatives, anyone involved in making music. And they should be people you know and enjoy and you think you yeah. would, they would enjoy doing this and they would do it. Got it. I'll give you three. Oh, he's going to give me three. Okay. That's, a, that's good. Since this is the first one, we need to create some branches. Yes. So first one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out um, Luke and Jake from Vaudeville Revival. They're Beautiful. up in L.A. right now. Good friends of ours mm-hmm. doing their thing. And... Um, I think playing more and more shows I've been seeing, which yeah. has been super cool, and I've been recording a lot. They've got music coming out soon. Yeah. They actually um, hit me up recently. I think they're they're going to try to do a little recording sesh nice. with me. I, I, I'm hoping to uh, mix some of their stuff. Nice. Um, so that's my, my first shout-out. Second shout-out is going way up to NorCal with Robert Sandless, our That's old okay. uh, We've got the our old drummer, our friend, fellow musician. Um, he is in a group right now called the Spurts. Just Spurts. Spurts. Oh yeah, that was a that was a no the no the just Spurts. Um, I think he's performing um, I've quite seen, a bit yeah. up there, which I've is seen awesome. Some Facebook and events for their shows. I, <clears throat> I think he's set up kind of a mini studio too at the place he's living at right now, which has been awesome. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a fun conversation. I, I'm sure he's got some yes. great opinions on a yeah, lot we'll of have things. Some cool things to say. And just for everyone listening who may know him but may not know Spurts, he was the leader of the band. This is Napoleon slash Walter Lewin's dotted lines. Yes, is that the name? Right, Walter y- Lewin's dotted lines. Yes, the old name before it was this. Yes, name Walter. Before. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, I'm getting confused with Walter Mitty's or or Walter. Which also has multiple names. Yeah, oh man. Um, But anyway, for people, they were pretty big in IV for a few years while we were there, so. Yeah, Um, so I definitely hit up him. And then lastly, um, someone I kind of just recently met, Spencer, who um, I did a little cover show with him, Mm. which was super fun. He's a great guitarist, great vocalist, and he is, I think his group is called Carney, mm-hmm. and he's in town here, um, yeah. and I've been seeing lots of photos and whatnot of, of um, them performing. He also teaches at a, at a local music school, so I think he would have some great things to say. Yeah, cool. And yeah, any, those are my three. That's great. Any uh, um, last questions? No, I mean, those are all the questions. Yeah. We could just say um, we started the podcast with Downtown Swing. People can oh, hear yes. that without knowing yes. anything about you, except for the people who already know you, of course. That is Downtown Swing. We're going to end was down, with a new song. Swing. Now that you know some shit about what Aiden's doing and why he's doing it, you're going to hear a new song. And when I say new, I mean new, as in yeah. unreleased. Unreleased, yeah. An exclusive for uh, Sound for Thought. Exactly, yeah. I'm hoping to uh, get these four songs out in an EP coming up pretty soon. Some old songs, some new songs. One of the ones you're about to hear is one of those ones from that studio session um, recorded at North Dwarf Records in Lake Forest, and it is called Old School Tribe. Nice. So, yeah, I'm hyped on that one. Um, excited to finally put it out. It's been 
way too long putting it together. It's it, it's a long process. Yeah, yeah. you need to set people deadlines. don't realize you need to set deadlines for sure. Yeah, and usually you go past those anyway. Exactly. Um, so where can people find you? Um, they can find me on the Instagram at the Judd Zingle Project. Um, they can find me. I'm on all of the uh, all of the streaming platforms. I'm on Spotify and iTunes and whatnot on SoundCloud. And so yeah, check it out. Let me know if you think it's cool or if it sucks, which is okay too. Yeah, I mean. You're allowed to have an opinion. Exactly. That's what's so awesome about music. It's like some of the things that I love the most, some people just hate and just don't don't oh, listen yeah. to. You the know? things I hate the most, some people love. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. All right, we did it. All right, we did it. I think Come to it. the end. You feel good? Feel good. We'll do a high five. We'll do this a high is five. the sound of a high five. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Wait, I want to get a high five. <laughs> All right. Lucas is in. That's Lucas Gamayne. All right. Whoa. <laughs> Call out. <laughs>